Coming up, the Disney Magic makes a U-turn back to Miami during a recent sailing. Filming has started for the upcoming Disney pick, Tomorrowland. And SeaWorld responds to the controversy raised by the movie Blackfish. All that coming up. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 661 for the week of November 19th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. What, what are you laughing about? <laughs> pulling my t-shirt. It's a little tight on so my neck. Cleavage. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, for, <laughs> forgive the people sitting here. Um, as you may know, at this point, we are, in fact, not coming to you uh, live this week. This is being pre-recorded. It's actually Friday the 15th when we're recording this. That's because uh, many of us are going to be on uh, a fan cruise with our Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So we'll be gone next week. So we wanted to make sure a new show went up. So we're recording something, something for you today. And we're going to have some news stories, but obviously, you know, we don't have a lot because we just did a show a few days ago. And we're going to take some uh, some questions on Facebook and try and make a show out of this. These shows are always fun. Mm-hmm. Teresa was supposed to have a segment ready for there today. She under the bus. Really? But Teresa. My back, my back. You've thrown me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a busy gal. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. I just want the people to know that. You know, their disappointment in only getting one show this week is because of you. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> everyone, everyone berate her on her Facebook page. No, I'm kidding. Do. No, really. Okay. Watch me cry tears of whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, you could have come on the cruise with us. I know. Well, I've got business to deal with, so I know. Okay. I'm going to hold the fort Teresa's a drug lord in her other life. <laughs> I, I have business. I have business. <laughs> Underworld business. Okay. All right, so a couple things in housekeeping. Just want to uh, put out some plugs for our Facebook and uh, Twitter accounts. Uh, everybody at the table, everybody on the show, pretty much, except John and Kevin. John and Kevin don't have Facebook accounts, but they are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you go to the show notes page, disunplug.com, uh, all of our social media. There's actually a full team page, so it has all of our pictures and our email addresses and our. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Disunplug.com slash team. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't even know that Sean did that. I do work sometimes. Wow, you, you work all the time. You work all the time. There's never, a, never a complain about that. Never complain about that. And I'm speaking of bus. speaking of working hard, uh, kudos going out to Craig Williams out in uh, Craig. Yeah, Craig Williams. Sorry, that's his name. Um, <laughs> that is his name. I got it right. His actual name. I don't know what my block is with that. That just is so bizarre. It's like I know these two people, but anyway, um, <laughs> kudos to Craig out in California right now. Um, did a live stream last night of, uh, of of a few things, but most notably, World of Color mm-hmm. completely changed. Yeah, it's called World, World of Color Winter Dreams. Winter yes. Dreams completely changed for the holidays. And uh, it was breathtaking. It is. How phenomenal it was. So um, great job by the Disneyland team and Craig Williams, who's out there helping them out. And he's getting to spend a nice... I feel sorry for him because he's 
you know, he's out there right now um, until he takes the red eye Saturday night, gets in five o'clock Sunday morning, and then has to be on the ship with us Sunday afternoon. So, um, but that's that's why we let Kylie go out uh, go out with him and have a nice little thing together. My biggest question was laundry. How do you pack for that? I mean, yeah, really. To, yeah, I think he's doing laundry in Disneyland, and then well, he on the ship. doesn't do laundry, does he? No, he just yeah. wears the same. He wears the same clothes over and over. Over and over. <laughs> yeah, the cute little boxers. Wow, you know about his underwear. <laughs> that was what the cougar. I'm not going um, there. <laughs> <laughs> He's always sticking out the back. Ask his mama; she knows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Now, can it's... I just go home now? I'm just. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> So, um, also, uh, you know, a lot of the videos that uh, Craig is uh, producing while he's out in Disneyland, all the Christmas uh, and holiday videos he's putting up on our YouTube channel. Links to that on our show notes page as well, disunplugged.com. Please subscribe. You'll get uh, notified every time that we uh, put new videos up, which is about every 20 minutes right now. And uh, these guys are working hard, but uh, definitely subscribe and uh, be notified when whenever we do anything, anything new comes up. You can also subscribe to us on live stream if you want to be notified when we go live, like last night when Craig went, went live with uh, World of Color. These things are rarely announced in advance. They kind of happen last minute. You'll usually get an email notification a couple of hours ahead of time. Of course, it's always available on live stream afterwards. You can go and look at it. But if you want to get notified of those live events, follow us on live stream. And it's really fun to be a part of that live stream when it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you do subscribe, check out. Look your look at your emails. And if anything uh, strikes your interest, definitely definitely watch live. Uh, become part of the chat uh, there. It's it's a lot of fun. It is. up on my phone, too. Like, they yeah, just, yeah. like, you, if you, something's if you, happening. If you approve push notifications for live okay. stream, you'll get a push notification on your phone. and uh, Which I have to do because I'm, I'm not getting them, so... Sometimes he goes live, and you guys go live, and I have no idea going live. So sometimes I'm surprised as well. But always, uh, always some really cool, really cool videos. That world of color. Uh, Corey, Dustin, and uh, I were uh, watching it last night. Um, and you know, I looked at Corey and I said, "Can you believe this is what we do like regularly now? You know, these, li- these the way these live broadcasts go out. It's just it's so. There was a time we thought we would never in a million years do anything live. You know." Our, you know, our only experience recording was doing the podcast, and my God, we had to edit the heck out of those uh, some weeks. And so I figured, yeah, we could never go live, but now it's commonplace. It was really cool to watch that. It was really cool to see that. Yeah. I, you know, that was the first live stream we did that I really got excited about seeing it because um, I love World of Color. It's not in my backyard. I can't get out there. So I kind of got the experience I think our our viewers and site visitors get. So it was kind of mm-hmm. cool. And a great job. Craig had an amazing, amazing spot for it. Josh Gad is in the video. He was there, um, the voice of the snowman in Frozen. Yeah, Craig got to actually interview him. Yes, he did. I was kind of jealous about that. But there's cool. a video up there, a uh, video up on a YouTube channel with, uh, with Josh Gad. I wanted to ask him, ask him about Book of Mormon. They probably wouldn't approve that question. but No, I don't think they would have. <laughs> it was pretty uh, cool. No, it was. It was a great job. Great job. So... Uh, what else do we have in housekeeping? I have um, something from Give Kids the World. They had asked me if I would mention they're having a Giving Tuesday challenge. You have Black Friday, you have Cyber Monday, and then that Tuesday is Giving Tuesday challenge. And they want you to 
you know, make your donation. They want this to become like an annual event where you, that Tuesday, which is December the 3rd, that you would make a donation to help give kids the world out. So what we'd like to see happen is if you go to our Power of 10 page, you can make a donation. But to make sure that we get credit for that and they get credit for that, if you could put in there like the hashtag um, Giving Tuesday, then we'll both get credit. And that'll help the Diz and that'll help, you know, the kids that give kids the world. So I'll make sure that's on the show notes so you can just copy okay. and paste it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like the idea of uh, Giving Tuesday. Yeah, it's pretty so smart because that's such a big shopping know, weekend. Yeah. And I said, you know, if, if it gets to be a routine, then you just know, you know. Giving and that's, Tuesday. that's coming this Tuesday. After no, Thanksgiving. December, oh, after Black Thanksgiving. Friday. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that whole weekend. After Cyber Monday. After Cyber Monday. Yes. Okay. So December the 3rd, and we'll have it up. All right. Well, yeah, we'll definitely make sure we push that. And let's get. They're trying to raise, what, 50000 50000 So I think we should do that. I think just the day should raise 50000 that day. Right. That would be I really think, cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. So you people, make, make that happen. Okay. <laughs> Leaving it on you. So awesome. What else do we have? Anything? No. I feel like there's something I'm supposed to be mentioning in housekeeping. Can I mention a little bit? I got to go to the cast member recognition party last night at Hollywood Studios. Mm -hmm. And not that I'm surprised, but wow, Disney knows how to throw a party. Really? Hollywood Studios was just one giant party everywhere you went and this is something that they do for cast members no. just to say no actually what it is is the service celebration so yes. whenever you hit a certain milestone in your Disney career mm-hmm. whether it be I think 10, 15, it was 20. 10, 15 and 20 so whenever night. you hit that milestone you get to go to this party um, so it's not in between it's you have to hit one of those right. milestones right. one of those three okay. and then they have this huge celebration it's always mobbed um, traffic is horrible but I've never been to actually one of the parties but I would love to go oh Katie got it for her 10 Kate, years yeah so oh. last night Awesome. going into Epcot, the line, it was like, it looked like during the Christmas season, how long the line was for wow. people to come in. And Disney had buses that if you were 10 and 15 years, you parked at Epcot and they took you over by bus. But they closed the park. The part that was amazing to me is they closed the park to day guests at four. So you figure by the time everybody straggles out, that's probably what, five? By 7.30, they had it open for this party. And you know how at Disney they have it every so many feet there's a trash can? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the way this party was. Every so many feet there was a bar or there was an area for food. Let me tell you something. Disney event services, we work with them quite a bit. We've worked with them on all of our Dizzapaloozas. I can tell you they are miracle workers. What they can pull off, it's... Um, we've seen it during press events. Some of the things, like you know, uh, last press event we were at uh, was last December for that I was Fantasy. at was uh, for the opening of New yeah. Fantasyland. Oh my god! Um, and everything, all that stuff is available. I mean, you can hire them mm-hmm. to you know do all that stuff for private parties, and people do all the time. And the food, Disney Catering does oh, a first awesome. rate job. The food is. The thing I remember the most Out is of this they, world. At the test track event. It was at night, and that was actually where One Republic was there. They just were there singing, right? And uh, they had these huge ice sculptures of Test Track, like the car and the mm-hmm. logo and everything. And they were surrounded by a moat of shrimp, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. just shrimp. And there was cocktail sauce. <laughs> there was some the, shrimp. And the yeah. shrimp that they had were the biggest shrimp I think I've uh-huh. ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because I was boring Katie because you know when we did that tour of the warehouse, and they said that they keep a lot of the stuff there for these kind of events. I got to see a lot of the stuff that was in that warehouse, 
at the event, but they did a fireworks show that was about three times the size of their normal fireworks show with the nicest little narration about how important the cast members wow. were. And oh my gosh. you could see the cast members were standing there, you know, it, it That's was just, nice. a, it you nice. know, it's just nice That's to nice. see sometimes, you know, you know, Disney gives back, but it was nice to see just and how much they gave back. You know, look, there's night. always, there's always room to criticize, you know, especially an organization the size of Disney and the number of moving parts it has. It's always, you know, it's easy to, to criticize. But you look at things like that. Um, I, I look, a lot of companies, you know, do certain things to recognize their employees at certain milestones. That's not unusual. But this is over the top. I yeah, mean, this, this is was something else. You know, they could they could give them a plaque. They could give them, uh, you well, know, they a, do that too. Right. I'm saying plaque, yeah. they could do the plaque in the pin and say, you know, we've recognized you. But, you know, when they do stuff like this, that that really is cool. And it's and it should be for the cast members that have put in that kind of time, uh, 10, 15, 20 years with Disney. Um, you know, good for them. Yeah. I said, good you for know, them. Just they, the deserve, enter- they deserve it. The entertainment. But I I. Th- thought it was funny when we were leaving katie made a point of everybody that we walked past that was working the event she thanked them for working the event and the look on the cast members faces like you're thanking me for being here you know and i know it was like you know something special or different for them but they gave up their time exactly so that these cast members could go and be recognized for what they that's did. awesome so it was just i have a whole batch of new memories of you know and those, and those type of experiences and you know you know uh we talk about press events and some of the things that we get to do on occasion um seeing disney from that different perspective and kind of having that experience very different from what we're used to um it is special i remember mm-hmm. you know you were talking about seeing you know one republic i've seen the b-52s i've seen bare naked ladies i've seen uh oh god i i can't tell you the number of uh number of bands i've seen at press events um, B-52 stand out for me. I was out oh, of my yeah. mind. Which one was that? That was the one where they opened uh, Mission Space. Really? The B-52s played. Yep. Wow. Yep. Fittingly. Carly Fiorina was there. She was uh, she was head of HP at that time. And, of course, Eisner was there. And yeah. you had a lot of the Apollo, uh, some, of the sur- sur- some of the surviving Apollo astronauts uh, were there. And uh, it was really, really cool. I got to shake hands with Buzz Aldrin, you know. Which, wow. like, oh my God. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, if you're Disney event services, they really, yeah. And like, we're using them obviously for Dizapalooza. You have to use them if you're going to do something on site. Professional, look, you pay for it. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You pay for it, but you're getting something for your money. You really are. And I've worked other event groups and event services, and I've seen where you really just feel like you're ripped off. Um, and we've had that a couple of times, but when we've done this stuff with Disney, um, yeah, we say, okay, that's a lot of money. But at the end of the event, we say, okay, worth every dime, yeah. right. worth yeah. every dime. So, all right. I think we've spent enough time on that. Anything else in, uh, but congratulations, Katie. Great, great job. 10 years with Disney. Good for you. We love you. I just, on a personal note, tomorrow I get to cross something off on my bucket list that, um, I was invited. You're having a sex change? <laughs> no, oh I had that on my list. Oh, but, okay. Um, it's a NASA social, and there's a rocket launch to Mars on Monday. And they pick people from around the world that get to come, and tomorrow I get a whole bunch of like behind-the-scenes tours and all that. And then Monday I get to go back and 
I've always wanted to see a launch from the causeway, which is, you know, as close as you can get. And we're going to get to see the launch and we're going to get to meet astronauts and we're going to get to meet all kind of cool stuff. So for somebody to take pictures. Oh, of course. So you want to do that as a segment? Well, probably. um, Yes, I'm you know, I'm taking everything I have to take pictures and do whatever. But for somebody who, you know lived in Pennsylvania and sat in her basement and watched all this stuff that never thought she was going to get to the space center. This is like awesome for me. That's fantastic. I know you are such a space geek. I mean, we, I, so am I, so am I, but you really, I mean, you light up about that same way she lights up about, about Disney. So that's a huge thing. That's awesome. So I'll have stuff up on my Facebook page. I'm going to do a blog about it. So You'll be bored, but I'm going to have. No, I don't think <laughs> I, I won't. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, that's an amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing opportunity. I can't wait. Good. Good for you. Good for you. All right. Anything else? Anything else? Okay. All right. Our first news story: uh, the Disney Magic cruise ship is back in business after a six-week dry dock in Spain for a complete remodel. However, it seems the ship may not have been completely ready for guests. The first sailing out of Miami on October 20th was canceled. The ship uh, has been sailing its itinerary as planned since then, but passengers have been complaining about a few issues that have arisen, such as a uh, short power outages, plumbing issues, air conditioning problems, uh, and uh, in one of the signature restaurants. Um, on a recent sailing, the Disney Magic left uh, Port Miami Wednesday, November 6th, stopped at Castaway Key on Thursday as scheduled. On Friday, instead of a day at sea, the ship unexpectedly returned to port in Miami to pick up, quote, critical technical supplies. Um, reports on the Disboard state that the ship made a U-turn, pulled into port, and stayed for about 90 minutes while supplies were loaded. According to posters on the thread, pallets of orange tanks marked coolant were brought on board, presumably to fix refrigeration and air conditioning problems. Despite the issues, passengers seemed to still be enjoying the cruise overall. Many commented on the new decor, and said that the food and service have been great. The ship was able to reach Key West on schedule. So what they really lost here was a was a sea day. <clears throat> and I want to kind of chime in a little bit about the issues with the magic. Um, I know people are upset, and I think if you know I was experiencing some of the issues, if I paid to be on that ship and it got canceled or if I paid to be on that ship and my stateroom was full of dust. We're hearing a lot of that. Um, we're, you know, hearing, you know, all sorts of things on the boards about areas of the ship and in the staterooms that are in a state of disrepair because they didn't have time to get them finished while they were in dry dock. Um, this was probably the most aggressive rehab no, not probably. It was yeah. the most aggressive rehab Disney Cruise Line has ever done with one of their ships. There's just no question about it. Areas, entire areas of the ship were gutted and redone in six weeks. Um, now, I realize from a customer standpoint, you're saying, I don't care. You know, I paid the same amount, and I expect a clean state. And you're right. And, you know, I know that with the canceled cruises, with the canceled cruise, Disney gave compensation. I don't know what they're doing in terms of some of these complaints about maintenance issues. Um, if they're doing anything to reimburse, you know, to, to do guest recovery or, but you know, I personally, and it's easy for me to say not being one of these people on the ship who paid the money, but I give them a pretty wide berth. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, the kind of extraordinary, extraordinary, 
transformation they made to this ship in six weeks. Just from a firsthand experience, so I was on the first sailing um, after the refurb, and I, I just want to be honest, we were the, invited for press, so I, I'm not a customer paying for right. um, for the cruise itself, but I, you, you had to keep in mind that these changes that they made were so huge yeah. and so extraordinary that I'm, they're worth small things. We noticed there was some dust, there were a couple baseboards that were funny, you know, there was um, some carpet things that you noticed, but in the grand scheme of things, the changes were just so incredible. And, you know, look, anybody who's spent more than five minutes watching this show or listening to this show uh, knows I'm not a Disney apologist uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I do try to be fair. Um, and like I said, you know, this this was a significant overhaul. And, and I will say that there are people working around the clock. They on are. Ship. So yeah. it's not like they were just no. – there were things that needed to be done, but no one was working on them. They were working constantly. I can tell you just from the number of Disney cruises I've been on. We're in the 20s now. I think 28, 29 Disney cruises I've done. Um, there is if, – if, if something is wrong, it's because they either don't know about it or haven't been able to get to it yet. <laughs> right. um, and I think that's the situation here is they just haven't been able to get to everything yet. And they're doing everything they can. They lost a week. They lost a week because of weather on the trip they had, they had expected from the time uh, the ship left port in Europe to come back after the refurb. Uh, that, that transatlantic crossing, they wanted to get a lot of things done. They couldn't because of weather. And that just screwed everything up. Now, do you think when they go to do the Wonder, I mean, they haven't announced one yet, but do you think they're going to build in some extra time? I think, I think absolutely you're going to see them take the Wonder offline probably closer to two months, two and a half months yeah. versus six weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, look, I, I understand that, or, or, you know, or, or also they may have learned things from this. That they can sure. do differently next time, maybe not rely so so heavily on the transatlantic sailing for for cleanup or yeah. you know or or whatever. But I'm I'm just again, like I said, it's easy for me to say not being a paying passenger on the magic. I don't know how I would feel if I'd forked out four grand, three four grand for a cruise, and there were all these issues. And Disney's you know just saying to you know pardon our pixie dust. That wouldn't be. I don't think that would be good enough for right. me. But. You know, right now I just feel like give them some give them some slack. As long as they're taking care of issues, if, I mean, if your cruise is materially affected by these things, then they, you have a right to demand something from right. them. Right. But don't be one of those people that oh, I saw a speck of dust. I want a free cruise. <laughs> right. Those people drive me insane, and they're out there in droves. Trust me. But um, all right. So our next story: uh, Walt Disney Pictures has been filming scenes this week for their upcoming film Tomorrowland around Florida, including Walt Disney World. Uh, Tuesday, November 12th, the production was in New Smyrna Beach and shut down part of U.S. Highway 1 for about 10 hours. Uh, Scenes were also shot Tuesday in Altamont Springs. And on Monday, November 11th, the Carousel of Progress attraction in the Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland was shut down for the day due to filming. Not much is known about the film's plot, though it is rumored to take place in an alternate reality, similar to the theme park's version of the future. Uh, The film is scheduled to come out in theaters in May 2015, and of is is of the science fiction fantasy genre. Hmm. George Clooney, Hugh Laurie, and Britt Robertson will star. A previous released previously released plot summary says, "Quote: Bound by a shared destiny, a bright, optimistic teen bursting with scientific curiosity, and a former boy genius inventor jaded by disillusionment, embark on a excuse me, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> uh, embark on a danger-filled mission to unearth the secrets." of an enigmatic place somewhere in time and space that exists in their collective memory as Tomorrowland. Okay. That is bizarre. Okay. 
No, I think it sounds fantastic. I'm I so excited too. for this. I think it sounds okay, fun. Okay, first of all, I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> okay? It just, it's one of those sentences that it sounds really good, but it really doesn't mean anything. I know nothing about this film from Which reading Which I think that. is the point, though. Well, you know? okay, but then just say, we're not telling you. Okay, don't waste my, I just, that's, that's. 11 minutes of my life, I'm not getting back talking about that, that blurb. So. Well, it's Brad Bird, and I trust him. I think it's going to be really good. Who is it? Brad Bird. Oh, right, right, so. right. The important part of that story is that um, George Clooney was rumored to be here in Orlando, and if they would have said definitely he was in some place, I would have taken a ride across town just Oh, to- my. Wow. Yep. Stalker. Yes, yes. So I saw the photos from uh, Carousel of Progress. I don't think that any of the bigger actors were here um, for actually. Uh, I don't think Carousel he was there. He, he was, was in New Sperna Beach for yeah. sure. They, they said it on the radio. Um, but I don't even think they filmed inside the attraction. I think it was most kind of exterior because I think a lot of the scenes take place in the 64 World's Fair where Carousel of Progress was. Oh, cool. Um, oh, that's cool. First debuted. So I, there were a lot of like um, period characters. Like so it's going to be a lot of going back and forth to different times. Possibly, I yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. You know, um, on the subject of, of movies, mm. uh, you have some blogs that will be coming out. Oh, yeah. This was kind of my rapid fire. But um, we got to see a couple advanced screenings of new Disney movies. So uh, we got to see Frozen, which was very exciting. Um, we have a few blogs coming our out. Own Siskel, we have our own Siskel and Ebert. That's exactly what Ooh. it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to give too much away. We have full reviews going up. But I loved them both. I loved both Frozen. And we got to go to a screening of Mis- uh, Saving Mr. Banks. So... That was really exciting. So yes, our uh, our resident movie experts, yeah, are going to be. Uh, but yeah, so stay tuned to the blog. I mean, we'll we'll have them all over Facebook and Twitter when they're out. And you also might uh, might start seeing some blogs in coming weeks and months from uh, my nephew. Yeah, Carl Carl Warner. He's going to be doing some writing for us on Universal. It's exciting. Yeah, we're so, going to start working on. And he's also very into movies, so he's really excited about yeah. working with you guys on. I that, love this. So. It's very exciting to go to advanced screenings because, like, Save Mr. Banks, it's a month and a half out from the release date so seeing it that early Lucky. and I'll tell you the reviews that you guys have been doing have been absolutely phenomenal thank you really really good good reviews and people people are not loving them good so if you haven't seen any of Sean and Craig's reviews check them out on the blog let's make sure we put a link to some of them up on the uh, show notes page you Siskel or Ebert um what when I don't, when? <laughs> well, okay, like, that's, that's wrong. No, well, not I mean, now. One's dead. Or they're both dead. dead. They're both dead. Yeah. So early, early. <laughs> that's wrong. I can't believe you went there. I can't believe what you went. What was I supposed to say? <laughs> when? I'm sorry. I don't know. Sean. I think we're the old men from the Muppets. Um, what are their names? Okay. Uh, All right. Waldorf oh, and Statler. Yeah, yeah. Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. But uh, when? That's funny. All right. And finally in the news, after CNN aired the anti-SeaWorld documentary Blackfish earlier this week, or that was actually a few weeks ago, uh, Michael Scarpuzzi, vice president of zoological operations for SeaWorld San Diego, posted a response on the Inside SeaWorld blog. Um, I'll read parts of this. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's uh, uh, really long. It starts uh, shortly after 1.30 p.m. on February 24th, 2010, a SeaWorld Orlando trainer lost her life in a tragic accident involving one of the park's killer whales. The death of Dawn Brancho was uh, an occasion of almost unbearable sadness for those closest to Dawn, her family, friends, and colleagues at SeaWorld. I was honored to know Dawn and count myself among those SeaWorld team members deeply affected by her loss. Um, Dawn's death has been the subject of thousands of articles, broadcast news stories, blogs, books, and now a feature film called Blackfish. 
Many of these accounts trade in the details of Dawn's death in graphic detail. They do so not to inform, but rather regrettably because of the desire to sensationalize. The three years since Dawn's death have seen the emergence of individuals who have chosen not to honor her memory, but rather use the events of February 24th to advance their own interests. Some seek commercial gain, others seek to forward a political or philosophical agenda. Still others appear to be engaged in self-promotion. And it goes on. Uh, it's actually a really well-written, a very considered response to that movie. And I got a chance. The reason I put this in here, because this is actually a few weeks old. Uh, the reason I put this in here was because I just got a chance to see Blackfish uh, a few days ago. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's extraordinarily sad. It, it really is. I, honestly, at the end of the movie, um, if you just take everything at face value, um, it's a brilliantly crafted documentary. And at the end of it, you never want to step foot in SeaWorld again. Um, but kind of having you know been a fan of SeaWorld for many years and at least on some level I think beyond just the normal public paying attention to what they do there um, what I know to be true of SeaWorld and what I was seeing in that and again I'm not an expert on SeaWorld I'm just talking about my own personal observations here but what I know to be true of what I've seen from talking to knowing people who, who work there uh, having done a lot of backstage tours and research on on you know things that things they do at SeaWorld, especially in terms of their animal rescue and their animal care, their veterinary care. Um, uh, my veterinarian was a veterinarian at SeaWorld for a while. <clears throat> um, and so, you know, these are the things I've heard and seen over the years. And then I look at this Blackfish documentary and it's just very different. I mean, they really do try and paint SeaWorld as mm -hmm. this craven, Irresponsible organization, yeah. um, and it's. I'm sorry, it just that just doesn't sit with me. Um, that's not what I've seen. Um, look, there is an argument to be made for sure about whether or not these killer whales should ever be kept in captivity, um, and there is no doubt that there is a lot of corporate spin that comes out of SeaWorld, like would come out of Disney or any other right. organization in this in that position. Um, but a lot of corporate spin comes out. And there are things you see in this that really, I mean, it's definitely, SeaWorld had to respond to this. At first, when I heard SeaWorld had responded, I'm like, why are they giving this any press? But then after seeing it, they had no choice. They had to respond to it because it is devastating. Yeah. Um, you know, and I encourage people to watch it, just, but just keep a very open mind. This is definitely a group of people doing this documentary that has a very specific agenda. And they have for a long time. And I think there is an argument to be made that they are using this woman's death as a way to promote that agenda. Yes. These yes. people wanted this long before Dawn Branchow died. They wanted this long before Dawn Branchow died. But one of the one of the things this guy says in his response is that I'm, he's not trying. He says I'm, we're not trying to diminish the tragedy of some of these accidents and deaths that have taken place. But please keep in mind, tr we've had trainers working with these whales for fifty years. And the number of incidents that have happened in that time have been very comparatively small. We're not d diminishing what's happened. But you can't paint the entire experience that they've right. had training killer whales with that one brush. And that's what this documentary does try and do. So um, I encourage people to make up their own mind. Um, but don't just take this documentary side. Look at the other side of it, too. Um, and a lot of good work goes on at SeaWorld. And the people that work there are incredibly dedicated 
to these animals and to caring for them. And, you know, the woman who died was one of them. And so it's... Did you see it while it was aired on TV, or is it in release now? No, it was. It's in release. I, okay. I downloaded it off iTunes, I believe. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it. I'd like to see it. And it's yeah. It, I mean, it's very. I mean, it's very sad. Yeah. Very sad. Some of the stories they tell about how they, how SeaWorld goes and would go and get its killer whales, and some of the things that were done. <clears throat> and it's all. It's just SeaWorld bashing from the minute the movie starts mm. to the minute the movie ends. And uh, look, I, you know, I respect people's opinions, but. I really do think, to some degree, they're using this woman's death as as a platform for this. But, you know, interested to see what other people think. So if you've seen it and you want to comment, send an email, podcast at desunplugged.com. Um, if you're not completely insane, I may read it on the show. <laughs> if you're not completely insane. I think that's one of those things. The whole SeaWorld controversy is sort of like politics, that everybody brings their thoughts to the table and it's like you can never solve this to everybody's satisfaction so you know if there is something wrong they need to fix it and if there's you know maybe some of these people that are so you know wound up about it need to move on to another cause well you know it's these are these are animal rights activists and they are understandably passionate Mm -hmm. about what and for good reason for you know good reason and a lot you know there needs to be animal rights protection. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it has to, unfortunately, it has to come from a grass. It really has to be a grassroots effort that makes it makes it happen. Um, and usually I agree with them um, on this one. I don't know that I do. Yeah. But so. All right. That will do it for the news. We will move on to rapid fire. Teresa, are you awake, dear? Yeah. <laughs> Sad little story. I'm trying to think about Christmas cookies or something because it's really making me too sad. <laughs> I'm trying to go to my happy place. Christmas music and cookies. Well, why don't we spend some time swapping recipes? We need to. I've got some good recipes for Thanksgiving. Do that, you? Yeah, I found, yeah. I want to do a disunplugged cookie exchange. We want yeah. to do a cookie yeah. swap. What, what does that mean? Where you oh. make you the, the number of people that are... This is how we've always done mm-hmm. That Say five people are going to participate. You have to make five dozen or so of, of one specialty cookie or several, and then everybody gets your cookie, and then you give them your cookie. So you, you leave the party or whatever it is with a huge different range of different types of cookies. Yeah. So instead of making a whole bunch of Oh, yourself, so this is not something we do with listeners. This is something we just do among ourselves. Oh, this is a per- yeah. yeah, this is a personal thing. All right, among so, yourselves. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do a cookie. So we're just story. letting them listen in. This has nothing to do with them. No, not unless they want to send us send cookies. Us cookies, yeah. Oh, really? Not that we'll send them theirs, but yes. Yeah, or maybe their favorite recipes. Your recipes, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we'll make their. You know, we could make their uh, their favorite cookies for our exchange. Oh, that would be. Fun. Have the listeners submit yeah. their recipes. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does. That works. What do you think? See? I don't so much happier bake, than but I would fish do that. and yeah. people dying because of giant. See fish. now, see, thank you know, thanks to me, I try and bring <laughs> you in. I try and involve you. I'm here for you. I'm yeah, what's this going to mean? See, she was, they were just all about. They were just all about. We're going to make our own cookies. We were, and we're just going to get together and eat some cookies and make some cookies. With so just send the us, four of us at the table. We've turned into the chew. So send us. <laughs> send us your. Uh, send us your recipes. Podcast at disunplug dot com. We'll try them and we'll eat them. Yeah. And uh, if you're not completely insane, we might. Uh, if your recipe calls for like arsenic. What's um, yeah, what <laughs> the funky? test for insanity for listener emails? How do you? Oh, I, I will judge. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, I do that. When you read through them, don't you go like, okay, this is kind of crazy. And sometimes, well, I mean, sometimes we get some emails that are uh, 
Let's just say colorful. Most of the time, they're just in Chinese. We do. I know. <laughs> I think it's or it's yes. Anne from St. Cloud. Yes. Um. Hi. Oh, she's sad. Is she a real person? Hi. We don't know. We're talking about spam emails. That's what the yeah. Chinese characters and the poor Anne from St. Cloud. <laughs> she goes away, and then she comes back. Yeah. I think she's with a, a real vengeance. person. Do you? I do. I do, too. I think she's lonely. I think she Find sits her. at home, watches The Price is Right, and just says hi. Okay. <laughs> she's probably watching right now. Well, I love her. Hi, I'm Anne. not saying anything bad about her. Oh my gosh! I never thought about it as a real. Okay, let's. She has an Afghan. Okay, okay. So send us your your cookie, please. God help me. Is this what happens on maybe, Friday? Maybe maybe you should send me the recipes with the arsenic in it. You know, uh, it, I, it might be. I want it might pictures be a good of option. the recipes too. I want pictures of what they're supposed to look like. Merry Christmas, Teresa. Here's some cookies. Yeah, really. Um, that's a, I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. We'll do a, we'll do a cookie swap and we'll just use recipes from our. I love that from our listeners. And then I will judge whose are the best. Nice. And that person will win a prize. Wow. So I will not bake. I will actually be the impartial judge. Oh, so who are the baking you're minions? The, you're the judge You're the baking high? minions. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. I, I do like to bake. But. I do like to bake. Kathy? I don't like to bake, but I will bake for this. Okay. okay. Dustin, will you bake? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'll bake cookies. Okay. Yeah. Does anybody want to put money on a Craggle bake? Oh, he will. Yeah. He will? Craggle oh, yeah. bake, yeah. Okay. All right, I know John and Kevin will. I think everyone's in. I think yeah. you know. I hope I'm. You know, I'm speaking for them here. So this has got to go down quick now because the holidays go. are coming. That's right. They I come. mean, it's happening. It's got to. This has got to go down quick. So we got to have the. Uh, we got to. We got. We got to be able to do the. Uh, the final judging on our last show okay. of the year, which is. I think you said the seventeenth. Seventeenth. Yeah. I want to be baking Thanksgiving. I mean, I want to know what I'm baking Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week. <laughs> yeah, so snappy. <laughs> She's gonna get ready to do a lounge act. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> all right. So we will we will do rapid fire. We're going to start with Miss Teresa. Oh, I got a good one. She got a good one. I got a good one. All right. Um, Disney Cruise Line has evaluated and adjusted the onboard sales booking offer. Um, for those of you who don't know, when you sail on a Disney cruise, um, they kind of would like you to rebook your next cruise while you're on the ship. There are some incentives to do this. You get a 10% off the prevailing rate of um, the current rate. That's So if you're on a cruise, you're getting 10% off your cruise. And that is only on the cruise fare. That's not on taxes or gratuities or anything. So it it's a little – the way they do it is interesting, but it is just off of that. You also get up to $200 onboard credit per stateroom and a reduced deposit on sailings seven nights or longer. Now, the big thing for me that caught my eye on the changes, and I think Kathy agrees on this mm-hmm. one, is... I did my happy dance. Um, I did, too. Guests who book on board must complete their travel within 18 months in order to maintain these benefits. Guests who are unable to sail within this time period will have any current onboard booking benefits removed from their reservation. Um, you can modify their sale dates within this 18-month time frame as long as the modifications are done outside of any... Um, cancellation periods so what it means is from the day you sail you have to take your next sailing within a year and a half Mm -hmm. now on existing people that have already um, booked their on like we have clients that have already have an onboard booking from from past times they have until i think november 30th of next year to take that sailing so what it means is you can move your cruise Around if you want to change it, November thirtieth, twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. 
You, so you have until 2015 to take that sailing. Okay, I got a few then I got to take. You got to take these, yeah, yeah, or you'll lose your onboard booking. Because I think I've got like three floaters Use right now. Use it or lose it. Because some people, and I realize some people, you can't cruise every year. You don't want to cruise I every year. I wish they'd let me combine them. You can't do that. You know, they won't do that. So, you know. But I'm me. Can I pull some strings? No, can't do it. Okay. So this works in our that favor. Was, hold on. That was a joke, okay? Just <laughs> making sure people understand I was not being serious there. I can be. <laughs> um, but no, this works. Because some people keep moving them out and out. Well, yeah, that's what I've done. And you do it forever. Yeah. You just keep pushing it back. But that's I mean, what I've done. I get that some people can't afford to cruise every 18 months because I've seen people say, well, well then they need to eight. work harder and yeah. get more jobs. Oh, my. You know, it should be like 18 Joking. months. And then it was oh, 19 my. months and then it was 25 months. Um, I guess my thing always with this is, is when you move it for people, you know, the more times Disney can touch your reservation, the more chance there is of Something happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said it would be nice if it was like this policy brings them into like pretty much what the other cruise line companies do. But some of them you can buy a voucher that's good for, I think, years that, you know, that would be nice instead of committing to a certain date. Although the last six months or so, wouldn't you say, it seems to be December 3rd, 2014. December, was, yeah, the first week of December of, of 2014 was the dummy every, date for everybody's everybody. rebooking for that date. So now, and when 2015 just opened up, the new cruises just opened up, all of those people are now wanting to move them to 2015. Well, as long as you travel before November 30th of 2015, you're good. Um, I also might say, just as a little plug, um, when, when you rebook on board, you can name a travel agent mm-hmm. then. You don't have to wait. Don't wait until you get off the ship and say, oh, I booked a cruise. Can you take care of it for me? If you do that, you're not going to get our full shipboard credit. And it's it just – to me, it's just a waste of time. Just mm-hmm. pick us from the get-go and – You get all care. sorts of cool stuff. I you mean, do. We, yeah. Especially if you're sailing out of Port Canaveral, you get the incredible gift baskets, that uh, yeah. gift bags that uh, Dreams Unlimited puts in the room. Now, let me just make sure – for full disclosure, uh, I'm an owner in Dreams Unlimited Travel. So is John. Um, so want to make sure for anybody who may not be familiar that uh, you know we talk about this stuff and we talk about dreams. I am talking about something that I have a, a vested interest in. So just want to make sure and we're clear also, about that. And also, you know, even if you, you're not sure if you can cruise, if, if you've got that little bit of money to put that down payment down, go ahead and do it. Because and people should also know that uh, they can select either Kathy or Teresa to be their agent. So if you want to bring Teresa's special flavor of crazy into your vacation, <laughs> uh, that's certainly something you can do. Um, you yes. want to bring uh, some of Kathy's uh, enthusiasm into your vacation. You can do that. I'm crazy and you're enthusiastic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment. Don't you? Yeah. I, I, crazy in a good way. Yeah, you're 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 harmless crazy. Good crazy. You're not gonna, harmless crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to kidnap. <laughs> As opposed to a room full of your pictures, I throw darts at. <laughs> you have, uh, uh, you know, you, you're not going to kidnap any kids. No, I don't think. But this is getting weird. Okay, so anyway, and I would you. just say, just as a practical thing. We've also had people that say that they thought that they booked on board and they didn't have a confirmation number. If you book on board, make sure they give you a confirmation number so that if there's any problems, we can follow up with All righty. Thank you, Teresa. Kathy? I have. The Tables in Wonderland members can get complimentary um, valet parking while parking at Downtown Disney through the first of the year. So what you would need to do, it's between 4 p.m. and 2 a.m. daily at Entrance 4 on the west side. 
It's one vehicle per membership card, and you give them your membership card with a valid dining receipt. That's the thing. You have to have dined somewhere at Downtown Disney, and they will... Um, you know, it's about time they started doing yeah. that. You know, if they want us, if they want the locals to go over and, and eat there, um, especially with Downtown Disney for parking. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of times I thought, oh, maybe go to Downtown Disney, and then I stop and think about the parking. Yep. And I'm like, no, never mind. I'll go someplace easier. Um, so I think that's why they have to do this. Yeah. You know, make it so the the valet is free. Okay. Does it matter where you eat? Can I no, go eat just at the anywhere. Earl and yeah? As long well, as I gotta, I gotta to imagine tables and it's one. Got to right. accept, oh, okay. Yeah. To do okay. that. Okay. Okay. And there are blackout dates on using your car to downtown Disney. So that's good to know, though. That's mine. Thank you, Kathy. Jonathan. All right, mine's short and sweet. We kind of already talked about it, but uh, we got to see Frozen in advance, so we have a few blogs coming out. One will probably be out by the time this goes up, but um, we'll have links all over the place so you can see. There's a couple leading up to a full review, so we're going to talk about kind of like the top five favorite things in the movie. Um, I want to do one kind of about what you can do in the parks related to the movie, like the meet and greet. They just kind of announced a, a bibbidi-bobbidi boutique experience for the new princesses. So, yeah, those will be up on the Diz blog. 53rd animated feature. The 53rd, yeah. Wow. Wow, wow. awesome. Yeah. And it's fantastic, by the way. Great. Thank mm-hmm. you, Sean. Dustin Thomas. Yes, I have uh, some details regarding uh, Christmas festi- uh, festivities over at uh, Downtown Disney. Um, first of all, Santa is going to be there yet again. Um, so, what... what? So, oh, okay. No, um, no. Yeah, at the marketplace, you'll find uh, Santa Claus uh, waiting to greet you uh, at his chalet in front of World of Disney Store. You make it sound so sultry. I don't know what that <laughs> his is. Chalet. He's got it's like his a little, ski shack. His little house. Like, his little yeah. shack. Yeah. It's actually pretty nice inside. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wow. You've uh, been with Santa in the chalet, have well, you? Well, yes, I have. Santa. Now, now we know. Um, so he's, uh, he's going to be appearing and you can use uh, PhotoPass or take your own pictures and that's from November 15th um, and November 28th it looks like it's on um, kind of like weekends select days yeah select weekends. days uh, Busy times. 29th uh, November 29th through December 24th and December 25th through December 29th and uh, times vary. Isn't like the 25th to the 29th like they have Goofy or somebody? He'll be there after I, Christmas? I don't think oh, it's yes. Santa. You're right. It is Santa Goofy 20, uh, December Christmas, 25th. He's he's, he's yeah, that's, that's yeah. Santa Goofy. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, the Santa schedule over at Downtown Disney Santa that just, just kind of awesome. popped up. So Cool. Very good. Excellent. Thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. All right. What I thought we'd do for this show is uh, we posted on our Facebook pages. If people had questions, comments, whatever, I thought we'd do a little Facebook-to-Facebook type of thing. We haven't done that. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. I'm excited. And uh, Teresa didn't have a segment, so. Oh, my gosh. Please. You know, I had a, we had a scramble. We had, you know. Cut me a little slack. Come on. You different to SeaWorld. Well, I need somebody who can read right now to... Pull up some questions. Oh. Because I can't see this. I can go back to the minute. eye doctor. Does anybody have one? Just one minute. Let's I have see. some. Jeez, what did we all do before we had phones? <laughs> <laughs> um, well. All right, should I just, I'll just throw one out. Yeah. If you could have any job within the Disney family of companies, what would it be? This is by Amanda Lincoln's, Lincoln's Cantor. I apologize for that last name. <laughs> You apologize for her last name. Well, I apologize for pronouncing it that way. 
Any mm-hmm. job. Any job. <clears throat> Anywhere in Disney. Disney. Well, I know what I would do. I would uh, definitely want to work at the, the studios. Um, wow. As you know, if I if I had a dream Attractions job, attractions host. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, at the Disney Burbank. Studios in oh, oh, Burbank. Oh, oh, in Burbank. Oh, right. yeah. meant like attraction host. Really? No, 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 like you already dude. did that. Really? You already worked with Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, as like you know, a film executive or something. There's okay you know, dream job. You're talking. What about you, Teresa? I think I want to answer the phones in the archives. Or just pretend to be they, from the fifties. Like I would. I'd wear. Yeah. I think I'd want to work in the archives. Accounts payable, Nina speaking. Just to yeah, room. back in the you know not the like, room they showed us, but back in the the you know the vaults, the vaults back you know where they keep all the good stuff. Yeah, I think that would be fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Well, you'd be sure. Fun. Yeah, you can. Okay. All the dusty, musty stuff. Do you get your own pair of white gloves yep, so when you take the artifact out? Heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Shawnee? Um, I would work with Imagineering. I don't know in what role something something creative. That's um, was my yeah. Yeah, it's probably it's been a dream for a very long time. Yeah, so that, I don't know that I ever had the dream to work for Imagineering, but if I had a chance to work at anywhere mm-hmm. in the Disney family, it would definitely be an oh, Imagineering. Yeah. I don't know in what capacity. You know, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm not creative. I am, but it's just not in the same way that like Imagineers are. But I don't know if there was a position for me in Imagineering, that would be cool. What about you? I want to be the person that when they do these guest surveys and you know how they always go, due to guest demand, we've taken something away. I'd like to be that person that says, wait a minute, why are we taking it away? Why don't we do this to it? That person doesn't exist. (laughs) I know, but I want that job. You know, Um, why do they take things away or why do they change it? I'd like to be in that department to hear why they do that. Okay, cool. All right, what else? Okay, I have one. And this is from Timothy Gamble. It says, how do you feel about Pop Century being the only resort not to offer paper fast passes? This started yesterday. Um, that now you just get your magic band and you so, can't double dip. Yeah. My opinion on this is it's it's kind of like really oversimplifying the issue. You can ask for the key, key to the world cards when you check in. They don't give them to you automatically, but you can always ask for them if you want them. They when can't they force to you. you to wear a magic band. No. So I, I think people are kind of overreacting about this. Um, you can always get your, your cards, no, no problem. And then you can double dip if you want. So um, Somebody, though, on the Diz is saying that you're not getting the same key to the world card. It's a different kind of a card. It only has a room thing. A room thing. Uh, it only has a. Uh, it doesn't have ticket media on it. How is that possible though? Because they can't force you to use a magic band. That's my understanding, right? So that was the promise they made exactly in the so, beginning. How that, can they? You know, we'd be able to keep our health care if we liked it. Um, <laughs> and oh, you know, we're gonna we're wonder, wondering now if you know we're no. gonna find out that. You know, in fact, no, we are going to have to wear magic bands. I don't believe that's and- true right now. I think that if you want to, you don't have to use the magic band. You can request a key to the world card, which will have the tickets that you have on it, the room key that will open your door, just like a normal reservation. Do you think if, if, they, don't, if they don't offer the, you know, the regular option away from a magic band that uh, Congress will shut down the government? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, no comment. It's a joke. It's but, a joke. But say you don't know that you have an option. I get well. I guess if you don't know that well, you have an option, then I guess you really don't care. The, the reason why everybody really won't care. wants That's the, the key to the yeah. world card is so that you can like double dip on the fast passes. Sure. So they're saying that now this 
is not fair to anybody staying at Pop Century that they can't participate in things that everybody else that comes to Disney can. Well, here's the thing. Disney's, Disney's official stance on the issue is you're not supposed to use both things. Right. So this is just exactly. Disney's way of enforcing what they're, they're saying. But they're so, only enforcing it on one resort right now. Right basically. now, right. but next week there'll be right. three more, then continually until the end of the year where everyone's this way. But I think so, it, it's funny, too, that now they're saying instead of they're testing, they're testing and adjusting. Like, oh, I've been hearing that for... Really? Oh, Because it yeah. seems like, just lately, it seems like they're, they're mentioning and oh, no. adjusting. A year and a half ago, we heard that in a meeting, and it was... Okay. She said it a thousand times in the meeting. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think, I, I think people are overreacting. I think that if you really want the keys, you can get them. Disney doesn't want you to double-dip Fast Passes anyway, so right. this is just That's the only reason, you think, is the, the Fast Pass thing? Mm-hmm. Well, the, people, I don't want to wear a sweaty band on my arm well, in the heat of the summer. I think there are those people with those reasons, too. Yeah. Okay. I but, I mean, a lot of, lot of people are changing their resorts because of this. And well, they're coming silly. in like a week or so, and they're wow. changing to Whoa. different resorts. I think that that's might sad. be a little... Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, people that are doing that, but I think that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On uh, what? Oh, okay. On my Facebook page, uh, Sean McNamara wants to know if I think the they're going to reimagine the wonder the way they did the magic. Oh, no question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a question of if, it's a question of when. Right. I imagine in the next year or two. Um, they're going to they're do something. And will they take more than six weeks to do it? Well, that's what we were saying before, yeah. that, you know, I think they will, but, or maybe they learn things, but yeah, absolutely. I think you can count on the wonder undergoing a, a transformation the way the magic did. Okay. Along with that, then, you know, they've only released the first quarter of 2015. Do you think it's because they're still trying to figure out if they're going to like how long of a refurb? Like what's holding Disney back from releasing God, all of twenty fifteen? Just enjoy um, the slow release. I think um, I think what they're what they're going to do is they're going to wait for uh, the wave January to uh-huh. release uh, the Med cruises, uh, the Alaska cruises. Uh, oh wow! All that stuff. Oh, we're hearing a Baltic uh, is going to be back on the oh, table uh, in, in two thousand fifteen. Uh, as well as the med. So, you know, and of course, Alaska. So I think they're waiting for January, which is, you know, prime buying season. That's when a lot of people book their travel for the year, January, February. In the travel industry, we call it the wave. And uh, those are very big months for for travel, for travel sales, January and February. And uh, so a a lot of travel companies, you know, hold on to certain things and release them in January. I mm. think Disney's done that in the past. They may be doing it this time. Um, it was nice, actually, yesterday, since it was only or Wednesday, right, was when the first batch. It was nice. There wasn't that huge frenzy that there usually is when they release more that I thought Disney maybe had a kinder, softer side. That, I liked it that it was yeah. just because it made it more manageable as an agent. It yes. wasn't like yeah. freaking... What are we going to do? You know, it was nice. I have a question from zany Chris Wallers. We all love Chris. Hey, Chris. If you had to describe yourself as an animal, which one would you be? And then I'm going to add to that. And why? Why? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Pete? Can you pick (laughs) normal questions? What? I thought that was a good one. I don't know what, what kind of animal I would be. Okay, Teresa, what would you be? Cougar, of course. Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a cougar. I'd be up there stalking. Okay, let's ask another one then. That's not so zany. Then no one wants to answer that one. Um, 
Okay. I, I have one, and I think Pete's the only one that can answer it, actually. What was the menu and quality of the food at the Odyssey restaurant in Epcot? I've never been I there. have never eaten at the Odyssey. Yeah, okay. Really? Nope. So was it a, just a typical restaurant? You would go in and... I think it was a buffet. Was it a buffet? I think. I don't... You know, I... Re- <sighs> It's you know, it's, my time. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's either, sure. it's, it's either at the, like the beginning of my time or right before does I anybody, started coming. Does anybody know why they painted it blue? It looks so silly now. It used to be that kind of brownish red mm-hmm. that fit in with all the other, you know, paint schemes at Epcot. I don't know. Now it's blue. I don't know. Yeah. But what? no, I haven't, I haven't eaten there. So right, I got a good one. Okay. This is from Heather Crowley Jones. Pick two World Showcase pavilions to get rid of and two new pavilions Ooh. to replace them. Okay. Um, I would get rid of... Hmm. I would probably get rid of Morocco. Oh. It's my least favorite. It's my... Not for any other reason than I just... It, there's you don't nothing, spend time there. Nothing appeals to me there. It just doesn't appeal to me. Um, so I would get rid of Morocco and I would probably get rid of... Um, it could hurt someone's feelings. No, so yeah, I know you, this, this is, it's a no-win. It's a no-win answer. Yeah. Um, I would probably get rid of either Germany or Mexico. Wow. Yeah. Um, Germany land. probably... Germany probably first. No. no. It's heartbreaking. I'm sorry. I, my answer is cheating, actually. I'd get rid of the African trading post. Yes. And then no, put that's, in, no, 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 that's yeah, cheating. I'd put in Greece. Cheating. Greece would be fantastic. I was thinking that exact yeah. same thing. If I had to put something in, I would I would put in Greece. You think about, you think about uh, you know, great cultures of the world, and you come to some of these countries that they already have represented in, in World Showcase, and one that you really think about as missing is, the, is, is Greece. Australia. I mean, yes. So, Yes, Australia. Australia. I mean, I would, would definitely, you know, Australia would be really cool. Um, problem then you get into is, you know, even though they are diverse cultures, you know, it, it's already lacking. Uh, World Showcase is already lacking from, you know, South America is not even represented. Um, Africa is barely represented. Mm. and. You know, of course, Australia is not represented at all. I wish, I wish it was a, a more broad spectrum. Okay, Africa kind of has its own theme park. I so, I, I think um, it's I think it's good in the representation department. You I know. would get rid of pavilions, but I think I would tweak them more. Like, like okay, Norway, I would expand that and just be the Scandinavians and add some Sweden in there and put an IKEA in there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and just different. And the same with, I mean, I, I'd like to see Russia. Some countries you never talk about. You know some. I don't want. No, I mean not necessarily no. Russia, but just something more off the map, more off the beaten. You know. No. Well, something Kazakhstan. More, yeah, Kazakhstan. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan. Give me some Mongolia. I don't know, just something fun. Mustard but I wouldn't. Mongolia. I wouldn't take away anything. I just make it bigger. That would be my plan. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the happy, lovey answer? <laughs> it's a beauty queen answer. Yeah, really. Um. I have one here. Okay. It's what do you think will this is from Justine. What do you think will actually be coming to or leaving Disney World in the next 5 years? Do you think Cars Land is still on the table? Will they actually discontinue Osborne Lights to put Star Wars Land? Okay, I just want to be I just want to make a few things clear about Cars Land. Um we know for a fact there were plans dr- drawn up that it had been 
seriously considered. It had been, yeah. I mean, it, they were moving forward with it. So is Cars Lane going to happen? I think the decision to purchase Lucasfilm changed everything. And that kind of got put um, on the back burner. And it got, I, I think that now it's all Star Wars all the time. I think they mm-hmm. feel that they can anchor or build up uh, Hollywood studios using the Star Wars franchise better than they could if they just brought Cars Land out out here. Um, so I don't know. I and don't you know, know. I, right now it doesn't look good. Right now it does not look good. And you know, honestly, you know, I love Cars Land out in California, but the thought of if I had to choose between a Star Wars portion of that theme park and Cars Land, I would. Star Wars excites me more, to be quite honest. Well, I like the idea that it would be unique to here rather than just having what right. Disneyland has. Right. I, I hear you. I hear you. I'd love to have a Cars Land here, but I also feel that, too, that it's nice that I can only go out there. Mm-hmm. That was what was nice about watching World of Color last night oh, yeah. with that live stream. It's not something I can see all the right. time. Right. So that's one of the reasons I love Disneyland so much is because it's a place... I don't live 20 minutes away from and it's a vacation. I have to, you know, going out there, I can only see those things. So it makes them a little more special. I think. Well, speaking of world of color and what's, what's to come. I mean, of course there's always talks about a nighttime show, Disney's animal kingdom, avatar land, um, all that kind of stuff. I'd love to see anything in animal kingdom have a nighttime show. If it's anywhere near world of color, I think that would be amazing. Yeah. All right, folks, uh, I would love to continue this conversation longer. I actually really would, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm in a, a significant amount of pain today with my my neck and my back, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up here. Um, we uh, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everybody, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes, please. Please.